Sup, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Refresh. As always, I'm your host, Nick Sonny, and let's just jump into it. I, I don't think we this. can do that. I think that's I think that's copywritten. No, but it's not. Like, no, it's like not. It's just a series. Okay, let's not mention it. Um, so my name is Jacob. My name is Tristy. My name is Nick. If you got the reference, email us, please. At Weekly Refresh at WNYU.org. It's not as if that person doesn't have, like, multiple, oh, like, I don't know, almost 10 million subscribers <laughs> on YouTube that, at that point. I, look, don't I know we? that they're listening. We have, we have basically that the exact amount of, uh, amount of that listeners. That person, of listeners, as well yeah. as the FCC, are both listening to us. Oh, yeah. well, that's like 10 million. We know. Well, this is, once again, this is Weekly Refresh Technology News Talk Show. And the technology news that we're going to be talking about today, or really the, the technology segment, is that I went to the with the New York International Auto Show 2018 yesterday. And none of us went with you. I went alone <laughs> to the New York Auto Show <laughs> for funny. you, listeners, um, and for myself also. It was a cool time. I have some content yeah. from Matt. Did you make any friends? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, who you know do you what? make this friends with? Cars. You don't need friends in cars. I made friends. I I became a car person. That's exciting. In like Was there an a hour. Tesla? No. I don't care. About it was the it. major Moving car. On. It was yeah, a real so car, car dealer. There are real cars there. So Next let's. Segment. So speaking of real companies, should we talk? Oh no. Should we talk about Panera Bread first? Uh, Panera yes. Bread is my favorite Famous technology tech company. company. Okay. <laughs> we both did. <laughs> Famous tech company Panera Bread. All right. So Panera Bread is in the news today wow. because apparently. 37 million Panera Bread customers may have been exposed to a data leak. So this is a juicy one. And also some bad sandwiches. This is a juicy one. So Panera Bread had been notified of this sort of data data anomaly about eight months ago. And today they got rid of it. Okay, so this is why the news is being published because the, the person who sort of called them out on it is now... Like leaking it. Is, the yeah, press. exactly. They've they've said that this is. Um, so this is one of the worst kinds data of uh, data breach, right? Mm. Because it's the kind where it's not the breach that makes news; it's the sheer fact that they did not care. That is the reason why Wait, it makes so news. Wait, was, so was data breached? Yo, this is a good one. Was so data, so was data actually stolen, or were they like, LOL, you didn't do it, concept. and now you finally fixed it? But it could here happen. it is. Here it is. So it's the it is the latter. It's the it could have happened, but it mm, could have happened because see. it was so easy. What would happen is that in a literal text file on the app was the information of every single customer that had been making purchases at Panera. Wait, it was in a that, literal like, text that, file. Wait, wait, that means that like I could plug my iPhone that has the app into my no, computer. No, on the website itself, on the desktop website, oh, it would really? give you information on their username, their password, their email address, and wait, the last a, four digits a, of their credit card. Wait, Shut there was a text up. File? Oh, my God. It was a, it was a text file started, embedded into the intellect. They didn't even like serialize it. Is it no, not even close. Oh, wow. And so all you, so basically, you could go uh, like visit Panera Bread, you and you could you know mess around with some HTML and find this Wait, text file. That's like all that's that like, That's amazing. That's like yeah. college students who are bad at CS level of CS. And and like, the crazy thing was, it was it kept on updating with all of the new accounts and all the new purchases. Oh and God. so it was it Java was very easy. It was very easy to sort writer. of just like parse that list over and over again and get all of the new information. Sort of like how we got with. Or tweets, right? And like continually making like a tech, oh, like a, an updated text we, file. Oh, the way that we yeah. did our hackathon. Seriously, we could have I'm done like, this. Seriously, <laughs> it's that easy. Well, no. So what they, I did this exact thing where like I just took tweets and I put them in a text file. But if I wait, hold on. I want to know about the the like the financial info they have access to. Is it just the last four digits, or is it also like last four digits of your credit card? Not so like the security code or anything. Yeah, but it's still it has information it's still on your password, amount. your name. Oh, we have full names. Yeah. Oh God. 
Oh, there? wait, wait. It's Names, email addresses, it physical store, addresses, the, birthdays it, in the last four store, digits of Wait, does cards. it store like username, password combos? And also, does it store like passwords as text or passwords as Encrypted asterisks? thingies. No. Or like anything. It doesn't have passwords, but it does has, have okay. email addresses, birthdays, and physical address. Which, which is, is a lot. It's enough. It, it's enough certainly enough. Which is enough to do like a I forgot my info, at least on PayPal. Uh, oh, sorry, on like the Panera website. I'm yeah. Um, yeah. I um, bet it just verifies everything from that. That's so dumb. So it's it's mainly egregious because what? they were they were notified. Uh, by by this uh, by this website. Hold on. Who who is this is guy it called? Krebs on security. Krebs on security. Yeah, but Love the researchers it. Dylan Hulahan Dylan Hulahan emailed the emailed Panera about eight months ago, saying, "Hey, there's this data breach. It's a problem." Um, they then got an e- they then got a response saying, "We understand the problem and we're working on a fix." Uh-huh. The fix that they got was that you had to now log into a PayPal account, uh, uh, log into a Panera Bread account. In order to view this text file. Oh, that um, helps. Yeah, so that yeah, was their fix. Good. You had to actually you had to log in and make an account before you could look at all of these files. Yeah, that makes sense. It didn't help. Um, and so once again, this is the story is today because now finally today, it's been fixed. But it's been eight months since this has happened. Um, other recent major data breaks that have been in the news that happened in, in very dis- different fashions was mm-hmm. that my fitness pal, the Under Armour sort of app that tracks right. your fitness data, very, that was a hundred popular. App. That was a hundred and fifty million uh, million users, and mm-hmm. that was their names and email addresses as well. But their passwords and all their sort of other personal information was kept encrypted. Okay, address. better, better. Name, name and email address isn't really that bad because, like, you can find that stuff anyways. Can you talk to the mic a little bit more? I know it's it's uh... <laughs> next. Nick's having a little trouble, but um, names and email on. addresses aren't too bad because right. you can find them like publicly by Googling people. And the, main, but, and the main difference between like, you know, Panera, how they did it, and uh, MyFitnessPal was when, when MyFitnessPal or even other companies, right, mm-hmm. like Equifax and things like that, uh, when MyFitnessPal found out about these data breaches, they sent an email out to every customer within four days right. saying, hey, your account had been, had been hacked. Did any of you guys receive an email about it? I don't know. Really I got I don't an think email. I, had an account. I forgot I had an account, and I apparently I apparently have a MyFitnessPal account. I got I got hacked. Did you change all your passwords and all that? Well, I well I this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Since these are becoming just more and more common, what can we do to protect ourselves can from we, all of this uh, stuff? Practice doxing each other. That's not a bad idea. So this was an idea that Keenan had. I would really actually like to do this. I where think it'd be we, fun. We try to like we'll bleep out all the actual personal information, but we'll like. Try to get as much info as we can about each other. Ooh. It'll be fun. No try and being, log into our accounts. No, yeah, we'll see if we can. If you get not getting into people's accounts, if I, I get would enough say. information Although, to yeah. get into Jacob's Piazza account, you know I'm getting in there, <laughs> doing some fun times. Well, well that's that, attached to your NYU account, and that's and that's a problem. Well, I don't think you could because my, I mean, my NYU accounts and my email addresses are all two-factor authentications right, through my phone, now. and so whenever I try and log into my account, so I hang out with you it, like, hey, it does Jacob, my phone. Can yeah. I play the VR game on your phone? I love <laughs> VR, and you'll be like, oh, wow, some, there's someone else who loves VR, and then you'll immediately do whatever I say. Oh, wow. And then you'll give me your phone, that's and then I'll, and then I'll uh, log into your account, and then I'll get MFA'd, and then I'll That's use called it. social mm. hacking. Yeah. Social hacking is a very effective form of hacking. It's true. That might work. Um, but other than the, the other ways to, like, you know, keep your information safer than two-factor is one of the things that I also use. Do you guys use password managers? No, no I just, I like, I should. I use LastPass, and I, it's like, and the idea is that 
I don't remember any of my passwords anymore because mm-hmm. they're just numbers and letters. And so I, I couldn't actually log into my bank account unless I had this password manager in like front a, of me. That sounds like a single point of failure kind of situation. Yeah, Not really, because if you, uh, it's on, it's already logged on into on my phone and on my computer. And so you log in sort of like your master password and then all the other passwords we filled out for you. It's the same thing, sort of like yeah, Google, but like, like saved if that passwords. App fails, then you don't know your bank account password and. If uh, someone gets the one password, then they get all the passwords. Yeah, that's the main one. If that's they get the your master part. password, but the the cool thing about LastPass, um, because I mean I was I've been using it. I I think it's a halfway decent mm-hmm. uh, thing. It's it is not convenient, right? It is certainly an extra step. It's a hassle. You have to sort of log in, have your phone always on, have your or have your laptop somewhere, have access to the internet to be able to use it. But um, they they all of your passwords are encrypted, even inside of that app right, yeah. so your master password is they can't get right um or even if they do get your master password um that which uh, last pass was hacked a while back and so they got mm. and so hackers got information to a bunch of uh, like master passwords but they didn't get any of the passwords inside of it because those were all encrypted themselves understood so they had Wait, but they couldn't just log in with an account on that like with no that no, no not really. like it doesn't because you can't just like straight up use LastPass to go in, set something up, and then go into uh, like go onto a web a website and use it. There's like a setup process yeah, to and connect it's, everything, and it's two factor authentication as well. So I can't just log into it from any computer. I have to you know have all this thing set up. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a it's a hassle. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's starting to become more and more worth it just with the amount of data leaks that have been going on, Ooh. and just I mean it's a, it's a, it's on a weekly basis almost. Once we hit a bank, the world is gonna end. Yeah, I mean, isn't Equifax take, basically the equivalent of a bank? No, though? but they don't have people's money direct. I think Social one Security. one bank gets hit, and then uh, there's finally going to be like rich people going to lose their money, and then there's going to be like uh, <laughs> legislation put in place to enforce like better security practices. That's That's but until until That's until the true. rich people's money doesn't get lost, like protect your passwords. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about another story. Do we want to talk? I w- I do want to talk about the HTC Vive Pro, but I mean that's sort of oh my god, not is there really a VR cool. thing? There's wow, a new so updated a VR, headset. Wow, it did a little bit more HD. Yeah, wow, it tracks your face exactly. Better. It tracks and your it, face wow. better. It's more expensive. Okay. It's more high resolution. Ooh, it's also it. navy blue. I mean that's kind okay, of okay. Cool. Wait, see that's that that's cute. actually that is the most interesting part oh, about this. All right, so so, so the next story that I do want to talk about, uh, I I will restrain myself with VR. Um, is that an Apple Watch? Wait, wait, guys, I have a, I have a question real quick. Jacob, yeah. do you like VR? Oh, God. Nick, you know, <laughs> I, I happen to think that Let VR is be. pretty cool. Um, I experienced a lot of VR at the, at the New York City Auto Show, which we'll, which um, you'll get to hear Coming up. about wow. later in the show. But first, tease. I want to oh, talk uh, about uh, our favorite uh, wrist-bounded uh, Apple device, the Apple Watch. Ah, yes. And yes, how our favorite, and we all have it and use it regularly, and think it is a necessary part of your technology experience. Hey, do you own an Apple Watch? No, I'm being very sarcastic. Neither Look, do I. Nick, if you do own one, it can be used to help solve your own death. What? In Australia, mm. a woman what? was murdered in her own home, and police were able to use the infer- the data from their her Apple Watch to figure out that her daughter was actually lying to, po- to the police about her time of death. So how, has how do they have heart rate, the heart rate mm. heart rate sens- sensors? So they knew Ooh. that at, that when their the person's heart rate went away, it was between around six forty five and seven o'clock at night or something. Mm. And the woman who the, the daughter who had reported this to, to the police gave them the wrong time, so that they were tied up. And then they went. She left out of the house, called the police around ten o'clock. So 
They're pinning the murder on her. And the Apple Watch was one of the main Wait, so sources of data in the case. How did they, they did they just like subpoena to get the info off the watch? How did they get it? That's a good question. I don't know actually how they got the data from, from, from their I own assume, Apple Watch. But it, I, I assume watches like the phones are under the same kind of mindset that Apple But this isn't America, has. right? Like, well, there it, are it's different... not a legal thing. Oh, but though. Apple doesn't Apple put the, yeah. specifically makes it like like makes it very challenging to get into their devices. Maybe because she was dead and it was her device, uh, they but were able to subpoena it. I think that I think it's probably a subpoena of yeah. some kind. Well, police also well, regularly use people's dead people's fingers to unlock their iPhones. I think that's um, illegal in the United States. States. Yeah, maybe yeah. not in Australia, but and yeah. also uh, random. But uh, wow, sounds like good in this situation because someone's murder was solved potentially very police statey and scary. If they have access to, if like the if access to like very intimate biometrics and stuff is like it's something that opens up questions of like got to be responsible about using it. Yeah, I mean, but heart rate isn't like the most personal information that you yeah, can have. Yeah, but like once, but and like you know, once, using it to solve a murder like, is pretty is, is ooh, pretty cool. Would, but like once, like once, I don't know. Pretty like, important. Think about think about the like you know take it to like a natural like future endpoint right like our actual like like. Brain waves will be recorded, and things that we're thinking will be recorded. Oh, I don't know and about. like, how will okay. how will if how you how said, does that you said natural in? endpoint, and then you lost me with recording brain. This is starting to sound like looking back at tomorrow. Sort Look, of like some, it, no, some, I'm not saying recording brain waves on a phone. I'm saying like fiction. people's people's thoughts, like people's already are like putting an increasing amount of biometrics and recording data on their person, and it's like interesting questions of like what aspects of your bodily function. Do you think that, uh, like the state should or shouldn't have access to? I, I, you know, I err on the side of none. You know, to be quite honest, I, I don't want the but state they, to know any if, of my, they, my no, information. But if, they, but if they knew your heart rate, then you got murdered. That's one they thing. Found out that your exactly. daughter murdered you. Jacob, I know, right? You know? Well, you know, I'm dead, so I can't really, I can't really argue <laughs> about that. You know, I can't really say, "Don't look at my heart don't rate." Don't look at my phone, you scoundrels. damn cops <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to another. To another story. Do we have time for? I another? have a news. Okay. Yeah. Hey, guess what company just had a, Spotify? a listing? Yeah, Is that it Spotify? one. Spotify. It's oh, wow. Spotify. Well, guess who's gonna start to make money? Spotify. Amazing. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Who knows? Uh, look, they're not. like. Look, I don't. I don't want to jump to any conclusions that's also, here. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot in the way of that happening, considering the current amount of uh, losses they are incurring. Yeah, they, they're like, let's go public two hours later. Oh. They just oh no. <laughs> well, they're okay. The, actually, going public for them did not go so badly. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm really trying not to name any prices, but they they went to an alternative route where they didn't do an IPO, which is an initial public offering where they offer a select group of investors a, a, like a select number of shares, um, in order to like drive up the price and set the value of the company's stock price when it when they offer it on the full market. They decided we don't want to mess with that. We're gonna go with a valuation that the New York Stock Exchange gives us, and they listed it on the market. Um, it was expected to be list listed at like a certain number, and then it turned out by the time it, the I stock think we market... can talk about how much companies are valued. So if you yeah. say like how much Spotify so, was valued at, and then how many stocks were I issued. don't remember how many stocks were issued, but I know Spotify is valued at a little over oh boy, is it two billion? That's not or is bad it for Spotify. Uh, oh well, that's a big. It's order a big of difference. Magnitude. Oh, give me a second. It's uh. Jacob, you should edit. Twenty nine point five billion. Okay. Whoa, wait, that's that's very good. Yeah, that's a big. That's a they big have number. a pretty big intense boys. valuation, and I mean, you also have to consider that half of their subscribers are paid. 
So mm-hmm. like Spotify that's, is a huge, it's a huge payment market. yield. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also very expensive to run a music service due to the fact that they are like their entire existence base is based on licensing. And record companies haven't adapted. I took some classes about the music industry last year, uh, last semester. Like the record class, record companies have not adapted to the streaming model yet. Uh, they're they're getting there, but Spotify is like one of the first, and so they need to like be very careful of there to remain afloat and not be taken over by some other company once the record companies get it right. It's tough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rec- I think like th- Spotify is really in danger of like becoming victim to a streaming platform if there's ever a partnership between record labels, then like that's going to be pretty challenging for them. But in the meantime, I mean with Tidal, right? But in the meantime, they did not have a bad first day. Mm-hmm. Um they like fluctuated a little bit, but they did a direct listing where they just said, forget all that. We're going to let the market kind of set what our price is um, for an IPO. Generally, what they try to see is um, a 30 percent increase in share price from the beginning of the day to the end of the day on the first day of trading. But they said, look, we don't want to do that. I think the last time that a major company had a direct listing was Google, like in the oh. late 90s. They did like a direct listing thing. Exciting. It was a huge thing at the time. And so now especially um, it's like a very unique way to do it because it's not this initial influx of capital for the company. Mm-hmm. It's like supposed to be an indicator of what a normal day-to-day trading situation is like, which is I think what the CEO and founder was going for is like we don't okay. want to have that initial surge of like um, profit because we we don't know if it'll be sustainable, but we just want to do something that can show us whether or not this is a, a sustainable option. Well, it's an exciting day for Spotify anyway. Yay. Um, now we're going to move on to something that's almost equally as exciting, I guess. It's cars. <laughs> um, so I'll, uh, you know, go to our correspondent myself and, I don't know, I guess take it away myself. Jacob is the best weekly refresh correspondent. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Jacob. I am here at the New York International Auto Show 2018. I've been walking around this floor for about an hour, and holy moly, there are some crazy, crazy cars here. I am not much of a car guy, um, but I have been turned into one in the span of about uh, an hour, maybe about an hour and a half. Um, First thing that I want to talk about is this vehicle that's right in front of me. It is from Ford, partnering with Domino's to create a self-driving vehicle, of course, to deliver pizza to you as fast as physically possible. Um, It's a prototype. Of course, it's just going to drive itself autonomously so they can get out yet another uh, human being out of the mix, the delivery person. So I guess you don't have to tip the vehicle, Um, but this is just an experiment. It's in prototype, but it's a vehicle that has a bunch of cameras on it. It's got an iPad attached to it. You like open up a little compartment on the side of it and then get pizza from it. It's pretty cool. Other than that, one of the major things that I've seen other than, other than, you know, self-driving pizza cars from all of these different manufacturers is the use of VR to try and sell product. Every single major car manufacturer has a VR experience, 4D experience, AR, uh, you know, stuff with your phone, stuff with with VR headsets like the Rift, stuff with, you know, um, Oculus. And I've even used the Microsoft, uh, the AR HoloLens, which was which was pretty cool. Um, that was for Nissan. They were showing off their, you know, some cool, like, intelligent, whatever it is, stuff that's being brought to the masses. Um, a lot of this stuff is, it's not new, but, like, stuff that you can you press on a, a gas pedal and it automatically sort of merges up behind a car it stops itself it can parallel park itself. i mean this isn't you know 
revolutionary stuff, but it's in vehicles that cost a lot less now. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Nissan Leaf, which is the car that they were showing off um, to have all of this new technology, it's, a, it's one of the most popular electronic cars in America right now. And now, all of this technology is becoming basically standard. The new federal regu regulation requires all cars to have front and back cameras so that they can, uh, you know, when you're in reverse, it has a camera. And then when you're in, when you're like, on the road, it has a camera in front of it so it can detect when a car is in front of it and automatically brake. So those are the two things that have become basically standard on every single car now. Even more so, this Nissan that I mentioned earlier, it isn't autonomous, but it is basically there. It's like a step below autonomous vehicles, and it's in a car that's already extremely popular. So here's a car that I want to talk about because it is a real technological marvel in of itself. This, I'm looking at the Dodge Demon, a car that was built to drag race. Um, it is the only factory car that you can get from the factory that when you put pedal to the metal, it does a wheelie. Um, it has 840 horsepower, 770 pounds of torque. It goes to zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds and does a quarter mile in 9.63 seconds. Again, this was a car that was designed to drag race and you can buy it like any other normal person. Um, other than the Dodge Demon being a ridiculous car that I don't think many people can afford, at this car show you can actually sit in a real Dodge Demon and, in, and virtually do a quarter mile. And it's the, you sit in a car, you look at a giant screen, and then the car sort of does all the sort of bucking and sounds and different sort of movements that happen when it goes off the line. And again, when it goes off the line, it does a wheelie. <laughs> that's, it's the only car that does that out of the factory, and that's pretty insane. The Dodge Demon also has some of the technology that we all expect to be in cars nowadays. It's got a big touch screen. It's got Android CarPlay, Apple CarPlay. It's, you can read text messages off of it, but it, it's also stripped down in, in a lot of different technology ways. Um, the main thing that it can have, have or not have in particular, is it, you can have the car without two of the back seats and without a passenger seat to reduce weight, again, when you're drag racing. So you can get this car with only one seat in it, and if you want to get rid of the seats, it's a dollar upgrade. So you pay, the, you pay Dodge one dollar, and then you can get rid of all the seats. It's pretty ridiculous. Now I'm standing in front of the Chevrolet booth and looking at an orange 2019 Corvette ZR1. If you don't know what a Corvette is, I mean, it's a crazy looking car. It's a sports car like no other. Um, this one in particular, other than having a 6.2 liter engine, 755 horsepower and 715 feet of torque, it also comes with Bluetooth a touchscreen and an app where you can control the car, track its location, and give it different driving personalities. So if you, for some reason, I don't know why, if you give your kid keys to this car, you can tune it to make sure that he can't go 
uh, above the speed limit or unleash its full potential. You can change the dynamics of the car from an app from your phone. Uh, which, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess that's pretty cool. You can turn it on, you can stop it, you can track a bunch of its vital signs all from your phone from basically anywhere. It also comes with LTE and Wi-Fi so you can be on your phone in your Corvette and Snapchat while driving your very expensive but very nice car. So I am now standing in front of my first concept car of the night. It's a Toyota electric vehicle that sort of looks like a minivan, except the two doors open up entirely. And the main thing about this car, other than it being self-driving and all that other fancy stuff, all of the screen, all of the windows inside the car are giant screens and the driver's seat and the passenger seat can rotate 180 degrees so you can talk to your passengers in the back like the fancy, no, I don't know, business person that you are or whatever this thing is supposed to be. It also kind of looks like a stingray. I, I can't explain it, but it, it reminds me of a fish. That's all I got for, the, for this thing. One of the other things that I've noticed about this event while we've been walking around is that all, other than every car company having a VR or AR experience, they also have a game show experience. And I can only imagine, that's because of the popularity of HQ, but I imagine there's other reasons. Uh, you basically have to install an app on your phone and then you talk to, you like watch these uh, people give you uh, questions about some facts about the cars like oh which one of our cars was named the best car of the year 20 years in a row or whatever how many horsepower does this car have it's a bunch of that and I guess you can like win some a shirt or something for your favorite car I, I guess that's kind of neat one of the other reasons why I came to this auto show other than to talk about car tech is well for selfish more selfish reasons mainly to try and sign up for as many sweepstakes and giveaways as possible so I could win one of these crazy cars or prizes or whatever uh, one I've signed up for like four different events uh, one of them is to win an Acura NSX GT3 which is a car made out of carbon fiber that looks like it could probably kill me uh, but you can win this car I, I can win this car which is also pretty crazy uh, and if I do I think I'm probably going to, I don't know, I don't know how long I'll be able to drive it without, like, crashing it, so maybe this wasn't a great idea. One of the other interesting things that I've seen here is that, other than all of these fancy cars that can go uh, hundreds of miles an hour, uh, along with them there is also the New York State Police who are out here showing off what happens when you break the speed limit and also what kind of cars they have for people who do try and go above the speed limit. Some of their and the NYPD cars that can go or match the speeds of these high performance vehicles. They have a bunch of information about how to learn how how to drive safely, you know, wear a seatbelt, wear a helmet. Uh, you know, it's that's that's also important. But at the same time, it's pretty funny seeing them here with all these <laughs> luxury sports cars reminding you to obey the law or else you won't be able to drive any of these cars. And about there is where my field recorder died. The main thing I wanted to talk about before I got a chance to, to do so on the show floor mm -hmm. was that Jaguar 
has a, a Waymo car. So it's the first no way. luxury. Oh, that's, that's very wow. cool. The first that's quite cool. luxury self-driving car that's been produced. And you because nice. usually they're just sort of, sort of like, you know, Honda. Yeah. Okay, there's a cool they're thing. Mini, they're they're okay. minivans, right? So this is a Jaguar car. A Jaguar? Jaguar <laughs> is, is, is how they say it in the commercial. And so that's a Waymo self-driving car brand. That was pretty cool to see. That and is cool. the main takeaway that I got from this, this whole event and why it relates to technology is that all of this tech is not, you know, revolutionary. Self-driving cars, um, uh, automatic parking, parking assistant, all these fancy safety sensors is that they're just becoming more and more common and cheaper to make. So these cars that you, the features that used to be, you know, exclusive to very expensive high end cars like Tesla are now sort of moving trickling down, down, trickling down the line to cars that I mean, more people buy and are more, expen- like self, more affordable. Even the idea of self-driving is that right? Like Tesla brought self-driving into any car, but it's the most expensive, one of the most expensive cars. And then like now other cars are starting. And also even the concept of self-driving in the sense of like cars used to have auto brake and mm-hmm. like auto parking assist and now there's auto uh, cruise control like intelligent cruise control and, and then yeah. like lane assistancing so it's like it's like a step down yeah. from yeah. self-driving cars but it's just making people more comfortable with, with it and more familiar with it so mm-hmm. it's it's like the step forward to all self-driving cars Absolutely, yeah all right when well, i guess nick's going to fall asleep now so before he does <laughs> let's end the show here Thanks I've for been, listening hey, to the show. I've been, I've, oh <laughs> you've God, been watching God. the weekly refresh show. He's been watching too much like YouTube. Like and comment. It's, I'm making fun of Jacob for watching YouTube. Like, Thanks. comment, hit that subscribe button. I don't know what else he says. Hit that like hit button. Hit that like button. Hit if you that liked it, share. Button hit that subscribe like button. Um, if you like it, comment follow us on below. Patreon, we'll see you, know? you next week. <laughs>